when you go down to New Zealand, they don't really rate anybody. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> they don't, don't even know who you are. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't rate, rate no. you. And uh, but they rated him. In fairness, they rated you. <laughs> Didn't rate me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they did. They rated him. And consistently, when he's been playing for Ireland, mm. um, and when Ireland have played at their best, he's he's played well. House of Rugby Ireland here on Joe. Game changed. It's test week on House of Rugby and we have no goodie this week but we have another special man in our uh, in our ranks tonight Shane Horgan is back and I missed you last night Shaggy how's things? It's good uh, thanks for having me Sean I couldn't do this and not do it with you so I'm back for one week only one week and one week only yeah how's life it's very good um are you back in training you look I, as if you've really wasted away during the preseason. yeah I've, I tell you I've a, few, <laughs> I have a few kilos on me at the minute so I have um back in pre-season this week for the first time a uh, bit of a shock to the system I must say especially in this heat um but enjoying it all the same and um it's kind of taken in my stride again number 15 for me 15 pre is that yeah. are you doing everything all the young lads are doing or do you get to pick your own stuff I am absolutely not doing what the young lads are doing <laughs> because I'm not able yeah. <laughs> um, but um, no it's, I didn't do the Bronco anyway that's for sure but uh, um I done my own. A lot of flexibility work for you in the preseason, is it, Sean? <laughs> yeah, a lot of pool work. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pool flexibility. A lot of walking and all the important bits and pieces stuff. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, but it's good. It's good. But uh, glad the weather is good. Uh, there's good buzz around the place, London Irish, and yeah, we're looking forward to the year ahead. Well, good luck on it, mate. Mm, yeah, it's good. Um, big, big things this week. The Lions have been announced. Gats has named his team. Yeah, and uh, we all knew it before. <laughs> <laughs> Before uh, before we should have, um, that was a bit strange. The c- coaches hate that, don't they? So much, absolutely. To do hate and it. and Gats especially would hate that because I remember the last tour, he was very very hot on making sure that we were so tight lipped about everything. But it's, somehow it always gets out. The team always gets out. It's happened to us over the years. It's happened to all Irish teams. Joe Smith, I think, had a full investigation into how the team was getting out the time he was there. Um, yeah. So I don't know who... who Luke Fitzgerald this. nearly end up in handcuffs over that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm putting it bed. It was Luke, yeah. He went straight into independent job afterwards. So <laughs> it must have been an underhander somewhere uh, along the lines. Um, any serious reactions to the team? What did you think initially? Um, Who were you surprised by? There was a couple of surprises, um, uh, but you know, across the board, there's a lot. There's a lot of good players in this tour, and I'd say, you know, Gatlin said that he thought it was the the trickiest uh, selection he's had so far as a Lions coach, I, and that actually makes sense because even um, I was going through it uh, last week, and he was a, I was picking, and a couple of um, decisions that were you would just toss a coin almost, mm. you know, and, and Gatlin obviously has more insight than we have on the uh, from the outside looking in, but. You know, I was a little bit surprised at, uh, at Van der Merver, um, just because I think the um, the Springboks will go to the air, and if you don't have the air covered massively, um, you're, you're you know you're going to be in trouble. Um, so I, I wouldn't necessarily have gone with him. It's not his key component to his game. Also, sort of the reading and defence. I think the Lions will have to make good reads. It's one of the weaker areas of his mm-hmm. game. But he's been sensational with the ball going forward, like yeah. sensational. I don't think anyone's carried as, as powerfully as he has. So I can understand why he's gone with that selection. Uh, Hogg, I would have gone with Hogg as well, but I'm kind of surprised he's gone. Mm. Um, just again for the aerial piece, 
um, and maybe a little bit of a soft inside shoulder. But I think what he gives you in attack is is what you need. But um, yeah, and Byrne as well. And listen, we'll come into come on to these later. But I, I thought um, Ty Byrne was really unlucky not to start. He's probably had. You know, close to the best tour, along with Josh Adams. But yeah. um, you know, um, yeah, I, I think I think the whole Van der Merwe thing as well. I was thinking about this last night actually, when I was lying in my bed just about to sleep, thinking about tonight. I was saying to myself, it's a typical Gats selection though, because he 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 always goes on about being bigger, stronger. Like he he drills it into the Welsh boys all the time, and then when you when you look at Van der Merwe with the ball in his hand, as you say. He's been unbelievable. Mm. But I would question a few things in D, as you say. And yeah, it's going to be, he'll have to prove himself at the weekend. He will, you know. And uh, you listen, it's a, it's, it's a quality team with quality players. I think the big thing is, you know, how he sets up and how he gets them to play. And mm. that's, the mo- that's the stuff that comes from Gatti. That's the stuff that comes from Gregor Townsend. Um, you have to be sophisticated against South Africa as well as being physical. Yeah. And unless they are that... Um, they're going to struggle. Yeah, Gregor's influence, obviously a big one on the, on the selection as well. Three Scottish in for the first time since 1997. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> that worked out all right, though, didn't it? It did. That went all right. Um, you know, I, I think it's very hard not to say, you know, Hogg um, doesn't deserve his place. Mm. You know, I, I think he's an exceptional player. He can act as that... Um, Almost a second receiver out wide. If you say they see the way Scotland use him, they want to get the ball in his hands. I think that's the way the line should use him as well. Ali Price, I, a little bit surprised at that. Not so much because of Conor Murray, I have to say, because I don't think Conor's had, had a brilliant tour. Um, and I don't think he's had a brilliant 12 months. He had a very, very good game against um, England at the end of the Six Nations. Mm. And that's, you know, I think that carried him on. And, and he's got a brilliant pedigree, of course. Yeah. And he's a proven lion as well. But... You know, I, I can see why he went for Ali Price. I'm, I would have gone for Davies, I have to say, because I would have liked that partnership with with Davies Bigger. and Dan Bigger. Yeah. Um, so again, it's a bit of a roll of the dice. Um, but we'll yeah, we'll see how it pans out. Um, and then and then finally, um, who's the other uh, jock in there? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that or what? Van der Merve, of course. Van der yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I, I can see, as you said, why he's gone for him, certainly in the physicality stakes, yeah. but questions there as well. So, uh, and Watson coming off the bench is, I think, um, important as well. I'm surprised he's gone for um, the bench he's gone for. I would have gone for 6-2. Yeah, probably I would have went to same myself, to be honest, but... That's what he's done now. I think I think he had to keep a few boys happy and that's why he's gone to five three split. Um Do you think? Well, I think like who are you gonna who are you gonna Liam Williams is gonna completely miss out if he goes that way and you're gonna have well, you're gonna have a playmaker and a nine on the bench um in in, in Moore and, and Faz. So he needs cover in other positions, obviously. But then Liam Daly, cover Daly gives you the cover. Hogg gives you the cover. Mm. You've got a built in. And and Henderson, Henderson can play both centres. Daly can play almost anywhere across the back line. Yeah, I know Liam Williams would be hugely disappointed, but you can't you can't pick out your replacement bench because the chap's gonna be disappointed <laughs> or you're gonna be a big trouble. But you know more than I do about backs though. So. What do I know? <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say you know more about than I do about being on the, <laughs> no, being on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> um a big uh, a big, I suppose, topic that was last week and again this week is the captain. Alan Wynn is back, back in the side. Um, three and a half weeks ago, dislocated shoulder. Thoughts on that? You've had your, um, you know, shoulder issues over the years, so you know better than me. But mm. 
first off, it's a brilliant story of redemption, isn't it? It's phenomenal. Like uh, Lazarus stuff. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. you know, you saw him going off and you knew there was something serious if he was going off. He's a tough nut. He's as mm. tough as they come. So you knew, and you could see even on his face, there was something serious, you know. So for him to make it back is is remarkable. What sort of shape he's in, you, you know, I, you can't be sure because... You know I can this. be a thousand percent sure yeah. he will not be going for a poach. <laughs> there, there is no did, hope of that happening. Did you see him right? So the first three hits in the in the, in the game at the weekend um, were all on his on his left shoulder, mm-hmm. and I thought he he his wing was up a little bit. I didn't think he was opening up the shoulder no. to make the hit. And maybe you can get away with that. Maybe you can against the Springboks, but I wouldn't like to try. No, and that's what I I I, I stated at that point last week as well. I thought he was he kept it nice and tight to himself. He wasn't really firing it in, and you're going to be a little bit nervous. I said after doing six or seven months of rehab, coming back from a shoulder, you're still like a little bit apprehensive with it. So, I think it is a bit of a gamble what they've done. But as I said last week, it's it's something he has no tomorrow. This is his last roll to dice at this, so it doesn't matter if it pops again with him. He's done and dusted. If if and if it holds up, great. Yeah, and and for everybody or, or the vast majority of these guys will be carrying some little knock. I know this isn't a little knock. This is a serious thing that's happened to him. Mm. But you're never a hundred percent fit as a rugby player. Very very rarely you're always sort of carrying something and you're managing it. Now he's managing something really big as how he manages it. But you're dead right. Like if it was if it was you, if it was I, you would one hundred percent do it. You put yourself, give yourself every chance, and you know give the team every chance. So um, he's obviously you know in a in a position that he thinks he can contribute at the level that he needs to contribute. Because I don't think he'd be sort of sort of selfish enough to go, um, t- you know, to be you know really half cocked. He'll think that he'll be able to deliver a, a performance that's worthy of him. And listen. Uh, who's to disagree you know we'll see if it, if it pops out he'll be off and someone else to be on and that'll be it but job done job done <laughs> job done do you think um, Alan Wynn's selection in starting had, had anything to do with Connor's form um, I don't think so I think it had more to do with um, him as an individual you know and what he can bring to a team um, I, I I'm not I'm not sure for example if, if Alan Wynn couldn't play I don't think that Murray would be playing. I think he would still he would still be on the bench. Still went, yeah. I, th- I think so. So um, um, it's certainly when assessing Alan Wynn Jones, it's more than just his individual performance, certainly, mm-hmm. and what he can bring physically. It's what else he can contribute. Decision making is key as well, and I think that's one of the things. That, and this is probably a bit harsh on on Connor because Connor hasn't played any games as captain hardly at yeah. all. He's he wasn't a, like and correct me if I'm wrong, but he wasn't a big leader even within this you know senior leadership groups in Ireland through all the years. Mm. So making on field decisions, he's just not used to it. So um, you know, and Alan Wynn is, is and has been doing that for years. So that decision making uh, ability. Uh, is really important and not just you know whether you take a penalty whether you go for a scrum but you know what you do in different areas of the field when you take that bit more risk um you know how you how you motivate the players or what you talk to the players at, at different times and and uh, when you really go for it and um uh, you know he, he delivers that as well but yeah. you know that's fine and that's an important part of it but as you know if you're not physically right and if you're not physically right against the Springboks 
You're it's going to show up. Yeah. I think Gats. I think Gats has that kind of relationship with him as well. Of like, he completely trusts everything he does. And as you say, I've said this. We said this a couple of weeks or weeks ago. Like, like Connor, I don't think would see himself as that captain kind of you know person either. Yeah. Although he would, he would lead certain things and know his game plan inside out and all his detail inside out. But he's not. He's not one of those Alan Wynne Joneses who has like. The other thing is to respect the referees and you know what I mean, that big presence and and making those tough decisions when, when in the heat of battle, which is gonna be it's gonna be a rattling game at the weekend. And one which I can't wait for. If he doesn't stay on for eighty minutes, who goes captain? Um I think you would you'd probably look to, to at Stuart Hogg and um you know he's going to have to have a have a have a big game as well. You know, the, the, there's big pressure on him to deliver. As mm. I said, the top, um, you know, the high ball. He's going to be tested. But if they kick loosely to him, he's a sensation. Like he's yeah. phenomenal. His footwork yeah. is so good. I love watching him play. He's exactly the type of player I like. But then again, I love Liam Williams as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, the, so and, and if he isn't delivering, then Liam Williams will mm. be on there quick. And and yeah. you know, I know you you know you've great time for Liam given they he set up your try last time, yeah. last tour yeah, against slipped the him a tenner afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, that is that's what I love about him and, and Hog that they have the courage to back their own skill set and the ambition to run from deep, and. That is where you're going to get most of your gains from against South Africa, and that sounds you know contradictory um, because they're such a you know tight defensive unit. But it's where you can develop sort of loose play, or where you can where they can you get them out of their really uh, controlled uh, defensive pattern. That's mm. where you have options. So you have to have players that can take advantage of that. And Hog, it definitely is one of them. I, yeah, he's captain Scotland, you know, many yeah. times. He has the experience to do it. Yeah, he'll be okay. But but yeah. Um, yeah, and there's not too many others that although there you know there's experienced players there who, who you know who would step up. You know, I think you know Ty could potentially. Um, I think Dan Bigger could easily captain as well and that would be a sensible No one would uh, understand Ty though that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> you are looking around saying what's he saying <laughs> speaking of these guys let's have a look at actually the, the, the squad in a bit more depth um, Anthony Watson yeah I um, he would have been my pick as well I thought yeah. um, as the start at the start of this tour I thought it was you know really clear who, who the wings were lining up as, and I would be totally wrong. <laughs> I thought they were Josh Adams, and I thought Reece Zaman. I thought you know that looked like a really good balance to the to, to the wing play. Um, they are both you know playing sensationally. Adams has got to be really disappointed not to be. Oh, he was he was my like he was the first one on my team sheet, honestly. And and it's probably only sort of Watson that would keep him out. I don't know if he's carrying a niggle or what the thinking is behind, or they've seen something in in, in training. But he's been phenomenal through the Six Nations, and you, he literally couldn't have had a better tour. No, he couldn't have had. So no, I don't know what else he could have done. But that's the, the you know that. The, but the fact that Watson is picked just says how good Watson is, and I can't disagree with that because I think you know when he came on, he took his chance as well. His footwork has been phenomenal, super pacey. Yeah. He's yeah. got bigger as well, Sean. Yeah, he has got bigger, and during the year as well with Bat, he was he was even when they were playing badly, he was showing glimpses of his magic, his feet, footwork, his acceleration. Um, he didn't put a foot wrong, so I'm excited to see him play. Yeah, the big talking point, I suppose, is Elliot Daly at thirteen or one of them anyway. Yeah, I think Gaddy really loves him. Mm. Uh, he is a, a very sophisticated player, I think. He and he gives you a passing game that um, that the Lions need, I think, to get outside the Springbok super up and in defence. Now, 
I would have liked, I would have gone for a Farrell as a as a second five eight, playing him at twelve, and and you know bigger and him together. I think that's the way you get around that South African defence, and 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 you can you can you drop off and you have that second wave. Yeah. Now Daly's probably picked to do half that job with Henshaw. You know Henshaw can't do quite that job. Um, Daly can't do quite that job at thirteen, but together they can almost do it. So that's when I was when I was speaking earlier about you know how Getland sets them up. That's really crucial because if he's just thinking, I'm just going to carry through this um, Springbok team, no, I don't think that's going to wash. He hasn't, he hasn't had really that. He hasn't been that hot, though, as such. Six Nations, he was dropped in Six Nations. You know what I mean? He ha- wasn't on fire for the club. He's, he, he needs a big one, though. He needs a massive performance. He's been given a shot, I think, now. I know he's had glimpses of what he's able to do in terms of the way he's able to run with the ball on, on tour. and like He's incredibly intelligent as well, rugby player. But he, I think he really needs a big game. Like I thought, initially, to go with Bundy at 12 and Robbie at 13, initially, um, for this test. But Yeah, I, I just think that's too one-dimensional. And, mm. and Bundy does a very good job for you, but... His, his passing game isn't there and I actually think you need a bit more of a passing game yeah. against uh, South Africa Daly um, I think he's toured very well but you're right probably in the last year um, he hasn't played as well as he could I think there's definitely a hangover there um, from Gats on the last tour he was so good on that last tour I know he's yeah. playing in the wing but yeah. I think Gats trust him you know similarly as you said um, with Alan Wynne-Jones I think he just trusts him as a, as a top quality yeah. player be interesting to see what happens um Probably the the shoe in on the tour. There was never in doubt. Robbie Henshaw, yeah. Irish, Irish. Yeah, he's one of our boys. One of our boys. Our, but it's funny, you know. It, it, when I look at the Lions, I, I never look at it through a prism, or I try not to look at, at it through the prism of of Ireland, because you know. And you'll know this from when you've been on Lions tours. That kind of goes out the window, you know. Mm. And it, it's very you're very Lions focused. So when you know when I'm sort of looking at it, I I, I think you know where. Now, who really is the best with this position? And I think Henshaw is in it. Um, I would have liked him to have a little bit more game time. He was the difference between Ireland um, having a salvaging of Six Nations. And I think, you know, possibly he possibly saved Farrell's job. I think he was because when that wasn't looking good, when things weren't looking good against uh, England in that first quarter of the last game, he single-handedly brought Ireland back into it. Mm. And anyone who can be that dominant in a Six Nations game, and he has shown it through his career, I think um, you almost have to find a place for him. So he was in form, a little bit of an injury. Hopefully that's behind him. Yeah. He has a huge job to do. He, like, if he does not play well, I don't think the Lions win. It'll be tough, yeah. He is the most competitive person in the world when he's on the field. The nicest guy off it. But like he 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 puts his foot in your throat. <laughs> he strangles you when he's on the field. But he's one of these people as well who is naturally so fit, so determined. You know, and I'm just saying that in terms of yes, he would have liked probably another game himself. But he's just one of these people. He'll show up at the weekend. I just know what he'll bring, yeah. and he, and he'll do it for eighty plus minutes. Um, but I do agree with you. I think he has. He is a massive cog in the way the Lions have to play this week and to, to beat these boys. He has to carry massively. He has to be absolutely solid in defence. Mm. He has to work. His work rate has to be exceptional. All of those things, I would say, I, I say right now, that's going to happen. The, the other bit is he does need to be a little bit more, bit sophisticated in the way he distributes the ball. Because there, you know with that flying up and in defence, Mm. there is going to be chances to go over the top there's going to be ones around the back 
there is going to be, you know, there's His going to be... kicking game might come into it as well. kicking game yeah. might come into it. He actually had one really good kick last time out. One yeah. got charged down, but he had one really good kicking game, uh, one really good kick uh, last time out as well. So if he, if he puts those other bolts on to the rest of his performance, which I know will be top quality, then again, that would be hugely influential. And, and without that, again, overstating, without that, I'm not sure the Lions can win. Yeah. We spoke about Van der Merve already. We know what he's going to bring and what his challenges are going to be. Um, Dan Bigger, for me anyway, I went to that Japan game and I just thought, and I was watching him train in Jersey the week previously, I thought he was absolutely so, he was on it, like properly, touch of class everywhere he went, um, bossing the team around, really like taking ownership of the whole thing. And that's what it seemed like from Jersey, watching training up close to him. Um, your thoughts on him at the minute? I'd say he went into this Lions tour going, this is my tour. This is it. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, Sexton's gone. You know, Farrell isn't, um, you know, isn't number one anymore. He's lost a bit of the sheen. And, you know, they've just come off a great Six Nations. And he's been, this has been building for him for a while. And it seems to fit him, doesn't it? Like yeah. it suits him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just exuding confidence um, he's controlling the, the game. His own personal game is really good. It's a great position for the Lions to be in, to have someone at 10 that is so confident. He, uh, like, I think he thinks he's going to deliver this l- series. Yeah. And, you know, that's half the battle, isn't it? Yeah, well, I was actually listening to some of the interviews he'd done over the past few weeks. His whole mindset seems to be at a different level at the minute compared to the Dan Bigger I knew drinking in a wine bar <laughs> in a vineyard on the, after the last tour. But he was, he just seems so focused, so, as you say, confident. And he's nearly one of these lads you go, he's going to be unstoppable. Yeah, his stature has changed, even his, uh, and, you know, where his ranking in, in the, um, or in the, in the pecking order in the Lions, it's sort of it's it's been elevated. And it's, listen, um, Alan Wynne Jones is on a, a different sort of level almost, you know, mm. but definitely he's just below. He he's a guy. I'd imagine he's, show, you know, he's really leading from the front at yeah. the moment. In everything that he's doing, typical out half, giving out to everyone I, yeah, and bossing them around, abusing us, <laughs> yeah, abusing people. Yeah. They're quiet until yeah. they get a bit of confidence, yeah. and then they're abusing everyone. Yeah. And then you have the the quite Scottish boy at uh, at nine, Ali Price. He's he's been very sharp in all his games. He's 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 really put his hand up. Well, he's he's you know he's played his way in mm. really, and I would have thought that um, he was. He, he, and I think. He, he may well have been third choice going into this um, tour, but I think we've seen his ability to put tempo into the game is a crucial thing, and, and that's a natural part of his game. I think Davies is is I think he's a better player, and I think Davies linking with um, bigger bigger it would have been crucial. I'm surprised they haven't gone with that because these players haven't had a lot of game time. COVID has um, remember cut down the game time even further for yeah. some of the players so there isn't that isn't a relationship that has developed I'm not saying it can't work but I'm saying I, I think Davies would have been a better choice now um, the tempo he puts in is really crucial though because you know if you're going to beat South Africa you can't be ponderous you can't you know be waiting for the ball at the back of the scrum bringing another forward in, you know, having that long lead, having a look around what's going on. And and that's sort of Connor's game now. As he's got that bit older, he's less tempo, he's more, where, what are my options? Control. And then picking yeah. the, the right one. Mm. And that very often can be the box kick. Mm. But I think in order to, you know, move this big pack around, in order to not let them get in their defensive system, then you need tempo. And, and a great example of it is 
sorry, during the week uh, with one of the uh, analysts on, on Twitter, uh, Brad Igo, I think it was. There's a wrap. There's the way the Springboks uh, work around in in defence. They flood the open sides. They work really hard to get to the open side. But while they're getting there, they leave that little bit of a space in the short side. They they fill that up. Mm. If you can get tempo and go back into that space really quickly, then one there's potential for a break. But also it might slow their yeah, wrap around on, on the open side. There, so yeah. you know. Yeah. So that so I can see why he's picked. Um, Price um, and now tempo relies on speed of rook ball and that you know that's the clear out. But um, I think if the ball is there, he'll be getting it. Uh, he'll be getting it moving. Yeah, he's had he's had a few little snipes and a few darts here and there as well. He just looked that little bit more dangerous, hasn't he? Yeah. Who would you have gone with? Oh, I thought he'd actually stick with Murray to be honest, just to start because of experience and maybe a little bit of credit in the bank. But um, you kind of you, you look at him when he came on in that game. He got yellow carded and. He didn't really play that well more when he came off the bench and I was like oh, I was like you're kind of it was up for grabs then again yeah. kind of thing I thought he played very well against Japan but and I do think Davies is a running threat he's niggly he's he, he'll get up in your face a lot he does that kind of shooting in D as well puts a lot of pressure on tens and stuff mm. Um, but yeah, I, that, that's I, what I, I like about him. That's what yeah. I, I think he's he's a niggly player. You know, yeah, that's yeah. I really like those. I hate playing against them. Yeah, but I like watching them. And when they're on your side, I like them. You were Mike niggly. Phillips is probably taking yeah. credit for it. So <laughs> yeah. right now, actually, yeah. Um, we'll move on to the the big boys. Um, Win Jones at one. We'll kind of we'll knock off these as as front rowers. Uh, Cowan Dickey, big. Uh, Big uh, game the last day to propel him into the team, and then Tyg in the Tyg at Tyhead, obviously, which was he was a shoe in. But Win Jones actually just going back to the Jersey camp, I didn't know much about Win Jones. I've obviously I knew he was playing with Wales, yeah. but I couldn't get over the size of him when yeah. you're actually standing beside him on the field. Big big lump of man held his own in everything he done that day, and fits in I think into what we need going into this. I suppose, into this pack battle at the weekend, which is going to be, you know, enormous. Yeah, I had him on my team. I, th- I thought he was a shoo-in. Um, I thought he had a very good Six Nations, Played has played well consistently for a long time. Really gatty type of player as well. Interesting that he has that size as well. And, and you know, <laughs> that's always helpful. I mean, yeah. Of course, <laughs> on the other side. Prop to have yeah, on you. you've got, um, you know, Tyke, who I think more than pro- possibly anyone was, you know, um, the biggest shoe in on this he's been phenomenal and, and just sometimes freaks me out with the way he plays there's, no one, there's no one can touch him now I, I genuinely think he is the best tight head in the world yeah. at the and I think listen I think four years ago was he came onto the Ireland scene and it was you know very good very quickly but he had a brilliant Lions tour and I think you'll know this the, you know the, um, you go down to New Zealand they don't really rate anybody you know they don't, don't even know who you are they don't they don't they don't they don't rate, rate no. you and uh, but they rated him in fairness they rated you <laughs> didn't rate me <laughs> but, but they did they rated him and you know consistently when he's been playing for ireland mm. um and when ireland have played at their best he's he's played well um but i i think he, he's a phenomenon he, he plays a different type of game than than any other prop like we've seen that the footwork from him is ridiculous mm. and it changes games because mm. again South Africa are going to be regimented, really well um, drilled. They're going to make big hits on you if they get the chance. But what they're not going to be expecting is someone to, you know, to for a prop to have a, a massive step off their right foot and then another step off their right foot, which he can do. So he mixes it all up. And then Cowan Dickey, 
um, you know, literally played his way into the starting uh, 15 last time out, I think. Mm. You know, I, I would have had Jamie George ahead. I thought Jamie George has been very good in this tour. Very dynamic. His line-out has been good. Harry's been good. You know, I, yeah. I, I didn't see too many flaws in this game, but not dissimilar to the selection between Hogg and Williams. I, you know, you you could pick either there yeah. and, and not make a mistake. And that maybe just Gaddy sees something slightly different or he goes, right, this guy is riding high. Let's, let's you know, put all the chips on him. Yeah, I, I think it probably came down to the physicality side of it again. At the weekend, like, never missed a tackle. Chopped lads right behind the game, gain line. Good with the ball in his hands. Good at the breakdown. And then, again, you know, you talk, I kind of had Jamie in the squad at least. But then you look at Ken then as well. Kind of similar to Dickey. He'll get off the line. He'll hit people hard. He'll carry well. He doesn't make many mistakes in games. Darts are very good as well. What about the scrum and what does what impact does that have? And Ken Owens, um, it's you weight. Know, you know, from from a scrum because you know this play against the Springboks and this this is the story of the World Cup final. If you don't have your scrum, the game is over. No, it's done. There's no way back. Yeah. It's like rugby is we talk about this and that, and you have to have this plan and you have to do this. So it means nothing if you don't have a scrum. Forget about it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And I think that's I think that's his thinking behind it. Because you look at the weight that's going to be in the front row with the three starters, and you look at what's coming on as well. There and the other thing I was thinking about during the week, the the bench that they have in Ken Owens, Rory Sutherland, and Kyle and Sinks, they are compact. Low to the ground as well, but incredibly three, incredibly strong scrummagers who are, you know what I mean? The, the South African bench is better than the starting front row by a mile. Yeah. So it is. <laughs> this, is that's, that's, this is a dangerous thing. So you're dead right. If, if the Lions don't win the scrum battle, the game is done and dusted. Yeah. Um, into the second row, we spoke about Alan Wynn already and what he's going to bring. Maro was a shoe in. Um, you know, you, we, we all know what he brings. His energy, his physicality, um, never stops for 80 minutes. Just incredible. And, and Henderson has had a great tour. You know, he's had a... Very, he? very unlucky He's done really well. Very and, unlucky. And you know what? He'll have a place to play in this tour. I, I think this, that's the other thing. Like, the guys who are... there, And there will be guys who are disappointed they're on the bench, but they're going to have to have a big impact. So yeah. it's, it's that whole idea of the, the starting 15 versus the bench, it's, it's almost gone now, do you know, the disappointment because you can have as big an influence coming off the bench and be as important. And then there's another cohort of, of players that aren't in, in either the 15 or the 23 who will play another p- part in this tour. There's absolutely nothing certain, more certain than that. And I think Henderson is, is, is one of those. I, you know, I go back to you, I think Henderson should have been on, on the bench because mm. I think having a 6-2 split being able to bring him on, particularly when there is a question, I don't care what anyone says over Alwyn Jones. Um, well, yeah. he's, a spe- he's a specialist caller as well. That was the big thing for me. But then to have to have Ty Byrne there, he can call, obviously. And if anything happens to Alwyn, I presume Courtney will go straight into the row and, and Ty straight to six, which kind of I was surprised about as well because Courtney hasn't been... Firing on all Yeah, what did you think of that selection? I thought it was, I thought, I kind of thought, has Tyg, what, what, what's the difference between the two of them? Really, like, what on this tour, has, has Courtney completely stood out? I think Todd Tyg has been just a menace. Like, I used to hate trend against him, he'd tell you that himself. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be kneeing him and punching him. And, uh, I'd probably take some of the credit for, for him leaving. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was, 
he was, but I loved it at the same time. I said to him, I said, oh, I always said about him that he had something about him and that he, he had like this persona. He trained incredibly hard on the field. He was always in the way. He was always messy. But that's the way he plays the game. And that's why he's so difficult to handle. Yeah. And he's added now to his game in terms of his poach ability and his carrying. Uh, his, poach, his poaching is, is phenomenal. The back end of his tackle is very good. Um, I think he works extremely hard with that. Um, his ability to drop the ball off is is phenomenal. The only and I think he's had as good a tour as anyone, with the exception of Josh Adams, who hasn't made it into the twenty three. Um, so I, I I think he he could be rightly disappointed, but he'll have a part to play in this certainly. But I I think perhaps the two things that that let him down was ferocity in the carry maybe. Mm. And and uh, potentially that initial hit is it is it really does he have that really violent hit um, when it comes to you know stopping ball carriers dead you know I think he does but I you know I, I'd say that may have come yeah. into the thinking I suppose the different scenario when you're when when the Springboks are coming around the corner with a, a pre latch with Etzebet and one of the props like yeah what, what, what you can't go and choke them two boys but that's the thing you have to chop you have to chop at, at the legs and, and stop them dead like and is that Gaddy thinking that's where mm. that laws selection has come he said actually yeah. maybe maybe he doesn't he and he doesn't have everything that Ty Byrne has, has to his yeah. game but maybe we don't need that we just need a guy who's yeah. going to come a heat seeking missile come on out yeah. smashing yeah, lads exactly and uh, speaking of smashing lads we have uh, Tom Curry who was the seven but he was he was never really in doubt really I, I had him I kind of said last week if you're picking the farm back rowers you'd probably put him you have to find somewhere for him and Hamish but now that they've Hamish on the bench like Tom is the natural seven there I think he's I, I don't think there was any question was, about, that, question about I, that I don't think so um, too good and Jack Jack Conan he's had a phenomenal tour and he deserves his place there he deserves his test start Toby has been not at the races yet but he'll probably play a part in this tour as well. But Jack has been the form number eight and I can't wait to see him run out to the weekend. Ah, it's a lovely story. You know, I know mm. he's Irish as well so we're yeah, uh, yeah. and he's a, a Leinster man so we're positively predisposed to him. But um, I actually think it's pretty... You know, I recently heard him talking about... Um, he hadn't even told his, his uh, parents that he'd got the letter for the extended list uh, to be on the Lions tour. Mm. So um, when they were... When it was being called out, it's like his dad had no idea that he was he was picked. He was ringing him up and going, are you, are you listening to it? And his dad's going, no, what, what? He's just, a, yeah, he's, a, he's a, Jack, Jack is like, a, he's not a strange character, but he's he's just a bit different, like, does things his own way, but quite and unassuming and, and such a nice guy. He's actually, I think he could be a vegan. <laughs> You're saying that like, I don't know what. what? It's like, <laughs> no, but it's like, it's quite, it's quite difficult for someone like of his size, like, you know what I mean? Um, I think, he, I think, yeah, I think him and his missus, yeah, his missus, when he met his missus, I think she might have turned him that oh, way. He's still getting the whey protein in though. Yeah, well, he's still strong, thank God. <laughs> still strong, he's moving well, so. He is, he's, yeah. his, um, his support play is almost, he does, listen, he does lots of things really well, but his support play is, is, is really top quality. If you see the lines he runs, he runs a lot of positive lines. So in anticipation of meeting up with somebody going through the centre or over the top or break, and, he, and therefore he gets a lot of link plays or he finishes off a lot of tries. You know, for number eight, he scores a lot because he's yeah. on the end of stuff because he yeah, works he does. so hard. He's, he scores an awful lot of tries and he is, he's always been that kind of, the only one I can compare, compare him to a little bit is like a Jamie. He slip in terms of he's he's quite cute of what he does. He doesn't get involved in the hardship of the yeah. game, like, but he doesn't need to because he has that ability to like break out of tackles, run really good lines, really smart lines. 
It wasn't like me and Meltahead that was <laughs> running into people the whole time. Well, find a green jersey somewhere I can plow into. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And do you think um do you think that is gonna be enough or that will take you through against the Springboks? I think just his running ability and, and what he's able to do with his feet late at the line and stuff. Small things like that I think will make a big difference um, you know, to dent the Springboks. And that's why they brought like a Sam Simmons type player as well. Someone who can change the point of attack very late at the lines. As we know, they're going to come off the line and try and smoke you. But they have the feet, they have yeah. the carrying ability to actually just get past that first guy maybe or half half a yard past them, um, which will make a massive difference to the lines. If we're getting belted behind the gain line at the weekend, it's going to be a very, very long day. If we don't have footwork, you, we can forget it because yeah. they come up so fast. Actually, don't need a huge amount of footwork and they'll fly by. Yeah. But uh, and that's where I think you know there is an advantage for the likes of Furlong, who's you know you know front rower, but with with um, back row or centre's feet. But the success or otherwise of that back row, and you could say this about any game, you know the back row goes well, um, you know the team goes well, but the success of that back row, I think, has a lot to do with the success of the front row and how they scrummage, yeah. you know how also how the line out goes. Um, if there's you know where they can go to in the line out so if they can get um, ball to the back and then you can get over the gain line it just allows everything to to be easier and you, you know this having to run backwards to try and carry a ball yeah, is no. a nightmare I thought it was a, in with a bit more of a chance to get the actual test team than I was in originally making the tour party so uh uh, no, it was, look, it was absolutely fantastic to hear my name being called out. Um, it's one of those things I think everyone naturally just doubts themselves, and um, is it was it was an anxious um, time on Monday when he was announcing the team for everyone, um, and obviously myself included. So uh, now hearing my name re- uh, read out was surreal and definitely something I'll never forget. My parents were pretty um, pretty emotional now when I got announced uh, back in May uh, to make the tour. I don't think there was as many tears now yesterday. Uh, I think everyone's pretty delighted, but I think um, it was definitely less of an emotional affair altogether. I don't think we're under any uh, illusions of how difficult it's going to be and the physicality that they bring, and you know how much they pride themselves on their set piece, the mall and the scrum, and you know the aerial battles. So, um, look, it's it's going to be a massive challenge for everyone, myself included. I think it's been a good taste for the last few weeks playing against the uh, the South African teams, but obviously it's going to be a massive step up. So. Look, it's it's about just going toe to toe with them and, and taking that strength away from them. So, um, you know, I look forward to it. The belief is high. Um, you know, the mood is is great. Everyone's in great form. I think everyone's you know massively enjoyed the last few weeks. Enjoyed the company that that, that we bring to each other. And and um, you know, it's obviously strange all times. But you know, to be fair to everyone, there's, there's not there hasn't been a single person that's moaned or complained about it. Everyone just gets on with their job and. I think is really enjoying the environment and it's brought the best out in people and I think that's going to come to fruition now on Saturday. Not at all. You know, we've we, we've bonded well as uh, as a back row, uh, not just myself and the two lads, but everyone who plays in, in the similar positions. You know, we're out there helping each other every day to get better and um, I don't think, you know, look, the, the South African lads have already played a good bit more together, but I don't think that's something that we'll worry about or that, you know, is going to detract from our game at all. Um you know, Tom and Courtney have, have gone fantastically well in, in, in the few games that they've played and I'm excited to play with the two of them for the first time um, as, as a starting back row and, you know, we, we know what the, their two lads bring so it's, it's, it's going to be very exciting.
being a household star so it's not something I'm too concerned about or worried about. Um, I don't think I want to stay in the background and just do my job. I, well, I do to some degree. I want to do my job to the best of my ability, but I want to be at the forefront of everything that happens. Um, you know, I want to be carrying the ball. I want to be making uh, defensive um, hits and, and, and leading the line and D and stuff. So um, I won't be sitting back and waiting for the weekend to come to me. I'll be going out there to attack the opportunity I've been given. That's a long old list. Um, I saw it's probably, firstly, um, probably my missus uh to be fair to her uh she probably have to put up with me a, a lot of kind of dark times and a, a lot of low moments and she's always there with a positive attitude and a, a smiling face and um to be fair to her um she's she's stood by me for a, a lot of tough times over the last three or four years so between her and my family obviously my mates um the physios and, and all the snc staff and lencer have put so much time into me um, and I've had to stay patient along with myself with all the setbacks. Um, you know, they're the people that that kind of in in, in my in my head I owe the most to. Um, it's um, it it means a lot to be here now and to to look back and see all the hard work that they put in and and, and how much they've helped me and, and uh, how much I owe it to them. It's a huge challenge for us, isn't it? And. Um... You know, it's so ingrained in their DNA, that kind of scrum dominance, the mall dominance. And, you know, it's a huge, huge uh, challenge for, you know, whatever forward pack and whatever subs are uh, selected. So, um, you know, it's it's one of the great things about playing test series in, in South Africa, that. And um, I think the lads will be hugely up for it. It's pretty much that, isn't it? You know, you're coming against a passionate crew that's... Um, you know, take pride in their work and their art at scrum time. And, you know, yes, we're not playing the Springboks. Yes, we're playing the the provincial teams or, you know, the franchises there. But, you know, they still, still take massive pride in their scrum and they're still big men. Um, so, you know, it's been tough. It's been a good workout for us. It's been a good challenge. And, you know, as I said, it's trying to get, um, you know, on the same page very, very quickly. Um and getting the feel of the scrum right really would be a big thing for me because, um, you know, it does take time to create a bit of partnership. Three of your first eight international appearances were against South Africa, but the last time you played the Springboks was November of 2017. Does that present any issues for you? Um, that's good homework. Um, Ash, look... <laughs> At the end of the day, it's no different, really, what you do week in, week out. If you're playing New Zealand, Australia, that's just to run the the way the dice rolls. And um, look, the lads have played against some of the props already with the A team. We've played against their their club teams, so you know there's a bit of a trend or uh, developing there. And obviously, the vi video work that you do can put you in a good stead going into a game. Yeah, I remember during lockdown there, there was a lot of Lions game on. There was a lot of Lions at 2017 tour on and. You kind of look back and you think of, you know, I'm not doing a whole lot in the game. You're working hard, yes, you're kick chasing, you're working hard in the inside and defence, but there's not a whole lot much more going on other than the set piece and, and trying to hit rucks hard. And I'd like to think that, you know, I've added a bit more to my game there and I'm certainly not there with or at the, where it can be with some of the aspects in the game, but I think that's part of road player, isn't it? You're always trying to, to push it on or, or drive on and get that a little bit better. It means so much, you know, um, not to get personal about it, but I've been through, you know, a rough enough year with injury and stuff like that. And I suppose there's always a light at the end of the tunnel where, 
you know, why are you doing it? You're doing it to try to go on a Lions tour, aren't you? And, um, you know, to try to, to do something special as a group of, as a, a group of players. And, you know, that means a lot. Right, moving on. We have our Bach on the ground, Schalke Brits. Skull, are you there? I am here. Hello, James. We are very good. How are you? I got my test done today. Went to the stadium. Uh, it's quite different. We had load shedding while I did my PCR test, but all good. Thank you. How is the excitement for this first test? What what's what's the vibe like in South Africa at the minute? Oh, there's only one team that's going to win the Argus, fellas. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are discussing, uh, but from a South African perspective, it's uh, we're very excited. A uh, bit nervous, um, as I think we're going in a bit underprepared for this test match, but um, looking forward to the boys uh, pitching up on Saturday. What do you? Um, what did you think of the South African team? Any surprises in your head? Um, I was. I, I must say, I was. I wasn't expecting. Noche and, and uh, Trevor to start, Ox to start at, at the front row. But I, I get from his perspective or Rossi's perspective, well, I should rather say Jock's perspective, he wants to keep the same kind of impact plays from the bench. And we felt um, our secret weapon in the World Cup was actually uh, the bench coming up. Uh, in the first 15 minutes, it was always tight. But then the bench can play a role. And I think he's kept to this particular role of, from from the bench perspective, how, how important do you think that uh, Springboks a performance was? Because I saw the interview with Razi Erasmus afterwards, and he just seems so delighted that it happened and the performance. Um, you know, has it set has that set up what they're doing at the moment? Yeah, I think we were undercooked, and we were quite. I was quite surprised with the kind of defensive effort they had, the work rate they had while they were actually doing fitness sessions in their rooms where a lot of the boys were uh, doing Zoom exercises with the 20-kilogram plates because there was a lot of positive tests that they had to isolate, the false false positives. Uh, so from that perspective, I was very surprised with the kind of uh, guts the boys showed. And that sort of gave us a bit of confidence coming into this weekend. Um, so from our perspective, it, there was a lot of starters that played and a lot of boys that put up their hands. So, I, well, I'm looking forward to the to, to Saturday's game. What about Razzy as water boy? How did you? How did that go down? <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot. There's been a lot in the media this week about should he be should he be allowed to do that? But he's he's breaking no laws. What is it's within the rules? Is uh, although he's not carrying a lot of water, he's probably forgotten the start line. Um, but he was um, giving the boys water and some some fresh juice and all those kind of things. So it's um, within the rules, I would say, fellas. Uh, we're not going to see Gary doing a similar job, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> and come here, what? Um, how is the, the the 15 and the 23 that uh, Gaddy has selected? How's it gone down generally in South Africa? Um, very good. The, the, from a Springboks perspective, it, the boys are very happy. I was quite surprised with, with some of the line selections. But let me focus on the Springboks. I think I think it's nice to see Polly playing his 50th Test match. Um, and, and I sort of expected the, the team. I wasn't expecting the front row, to be honest. But 
with Kitsy and Malcolm and um, uh, and Francie playing together for a lot of test matches, I think he wants the same impact from um, from the bench. And with Alstead playing fantastically for for um, for um, I guess I can't get on the team now on the French team. Um, he's been playing very good rugby, so hopefully he's, um, he'll be on form this weekend and sort of fulfil Dwayne's role. Scholar, do you do you think that do you think that's a tactic by by uh, Razi and and the coaching staff to to start the front row have started and finish with a stronger front row? Like you as hooker, which front row would you like to be in? Um, I, I always like to finish the game, um, not always by choice, but because the coach <laughs> decided I, I should finish the game. Um, but from my perspective, it's. I think the first 50 minutes is very tight. And if you've got a front row that can hold its own and bring another front row that's equally as good, I think from a height perspective, I think a lot of people forget about that. But uh, all three of our starting front rows are exactly the same height. So that makes it something very difficult to scrum against. They're quite short, they're stocky, and they're very low to the ground and fantastic scrummages. And then if you look at Malcolm... Francie and Kitty, they tall front rowers. So I think from that perspective, he's keeping to that combination, just from a scrumming perspective. Um, so, uh, well, he's got a strategy and hopefully that pays off. Well, it's certainly going to be a big weekend for us all here watching. Um, Scholar, thank you for joining us again and hope you enjoyed your golf last week. It was fantastic in fan court, gents. It was phenomenal. But now it's back to work, I guess. And um, I'll be at the test match this weekend, so I can't wait to watch um, the boys perform both sides. Hopefully it's just great rugby. Well, good luck, but not too much. <laughs> we'll, chat to you next, <laughs> we'll chat to you next week. Cheers, James. Cheers. Bye. Now, during the course of the series, subscribers to the official British and Irish Lions app, powered by Vodafone, are voting for their player of the series and also pick their Lions starting 15 on the Lions 15 selector. Not sure many would have picked the same as Gats, mind you, but here we are. Uh, we thought we would pick our all-time Lions 15 over the course of the next few weeks. So this week we're going to look at the front five. Loosehead, we have a few, we have a few names <laughs> Why here. Why have you got me speaking about this? <laughs> <laughs> well, it could have been a loosehead. It's, it it's bad enough with, uh, with well, modern props. You're you, going through the annals of history. You'll know the names anyway, so see what you think. We have Jason Leonard, yeah. Yetton Jenkins or Ian McLaughlin. I'm uh, I'm going to go for um, Jason Leonard there because uh, I've had a few beers with him over the years. He's a good <laughs> yeah. man. he's a good man. Now, Gethin is as well, mind you. Mind you, they all are, aren't yeah, they? they but, all are. Uh, yeah, he's on the tour at the moment. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jason. We'll as go well. with I'm Jason. He'd be, that one he'd be a good tour. He's a very good tourist. Very good tourist. In the hooker position, we have Keith Wood, Brian Moore, or Peter Wheeler. No decision. No decision there, Shawnee. Woody actually made everybody fall in love with the Lions again in '97. My generation. I'm uh, obviously a bit older than you, but that was uh, captured everyone's imagination. He was phenomenal on that tour. The court case. Oh, yeah. famous court case <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm going to keep Wood as well. Have to with an Irishman. Uh, tight head. We have Fran Cotton, Graham Price, Sid Miller, or Paul Wallace. I'm going to go for. It could be Tyg Furlong if he has a good. Good tour here. I'm going yeah. for Tyke Furlong. Tyke Furlong. He's, he's, he's already had one phenomenal tour. Um, he could have a second one. Yeah, I'd probably just pick Sid Miller here because his name stands out to me. <laughs> um, I d I've never seen any, uh, any of them play rugby really um, over my career anyway. Well, Wally, I suppose, did. Um, he was handy enough. Um, four or five, Martin Johnson. 
Willie John McBride, Gordon Brown or Paul O'Connell? This is a very tough one. Uh, no, I think, uh, well, it is tough, but I think Martin Johnson, captain 97, uh, captain twice. Head of Willie John. Head of Willie John, yeah. <sighs> well, there's two room for two, isn't there? Yeah, well, four or five, yeah, I suppose, yeah. So who's your who's your second then? Well, I, I, <laughs> you're going it's going to be Paul, I Paulie or Willie John. <laughs> yeah. Which would you I'm go? going for a, a modern a modern twist. It's it's Paulie. Right, I I go for Jono and Willie John. All right, yeah, I go with them too, just because they're too old school. There'd be a massive brawl in the middle of the field if those two were playing. <laughs> It'd be mental. Um, we'll be picking our back row and halfbacks next week. Um, if you haven't already, download the official British and Irish Lions app powered by Vodafone. So Shaggy, that's all we have for this week. Uh, predictions for the weekend? Yeah, I'm terrible at predictions, so um, whatever I do, put your money on the opposite, Shawnee. Um, I think it's very difficult, uh, given the lead up to this game. South Africa, we haven't seen them in two years. Ridiculous. The Lions have been interrupted by everything that's going on. COVID, completely unique. Um, I think on the face of it, I think South Africa are favourites. I think... If um, I, I think the Lions can beat them, if they play in a more sophisticated way, if they really um, are ambitious and go after them, I think if they go purely toe to toe and just try and you know grind them down, I think they're going to um, be in trouble. So, I, I, unfortunately, I think I, I'm edging towards South Africa this weekend, and I am going to go for the Lions because I just think we'll see a little bit of a difference in our D this week. I hope to see a lot more line speed. And as you say, with the team they've selected, just going to play this expansive game, hopefully. Run South Africa around a little bit. Stay away from the big boys. So I'm going to back the boys. I'm going to say the Lions. Do you know what we haven't seen either? We haven't seen many um, sophisticated set-piece moves that Gregor Townsend is really good at. And I'm hoping... They'll come up this weekend. I hope they'll come up this weekend. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Cheers, Shoney. That's all we have time for this week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to House of Ruby. We'll be back on Monday morning to pick through the bones of the first test. Goodbye. House of Rugby Ireland, here on Joe. Game changed.